Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. Who needs the Pro Bowl when you can golf in the Pro-Am? Josh Allen. Golfing in the Pro-Am. Did you see his, uh, the lineup there? Did you see that at all, Josh? No, not yet. He is, and I get, I have to go back here and find this again. He's got a, he's got a really, uh, bit, of, bit of a Keegan Bradley, I think it is, he's golfing with. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. I found that I had it here somewhere. Now I can't find it anymore, but pretty cool. I mean, isn't it kind of funny that immediately it's like he there was never even a thought. It seemed like I mean, maybe they went to him, but Gardner Minshew is going to the Pro Bowl. I mean, Pebble Beach over the Pro Bowl. I I would choose yes! Pebble Beach. Like, come on. What once, are you doing? And it's not even a-, a Pro Bowl game anymore. It's just a bunch of games. Right. Like once you've been to one, I feel like you could just kind of be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go play golf with some professionals and, you know. Have a good time in the offseason. All right, let's see. Here we go. Josh Allen, hold on. Here is the official pairings of the Pro-Am. Josh Allen. Oh, let's see. We got some names here. All right. Um, here's the Pro and Amateur group. Let's find out a few of these. Greg John, John, Egan, Doug McKenzie, Alex Smith with McKenzie Hughes. Josh Allen with, I'm sorry, with Keith Mitchell. Oh, yeah, Keegan Bradley with Tom Brady. Keith Mitchell and Josh Allen all together. That's the group. How about that? That's the foursome. Wow. Bradley, Brady, Mitchell, and Allen, if I'm reading this correctly. That's what it is. Wow. That'd be a golf cart to be in. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be cool. So we'll keep on top of that and watch how well Josh Allen does at the Pro-Am. But he's not going to be going to the Pro Bowl. This weekend, you have the NHL All-Star Skills Competition as well. That's Friday night in Toronto. And then the game on Saturday, apparently they're changing like the way they do the skills competition. I'm not exactly sure how they're changing it exactly, but I believe it's something along the lines of only 12 guys in eight different competitions competing against each other. Something like that. So whatever they're actually doing um, should be interesting. Do you watch the NHL skills competition? I used to, and I've gotten away from it in recent years. Um, I'll have to check out the changes they made because I'm not 100% sure what the changes are either, but 
I used to watch it all the time. I loved Hardest Shot. I loved yep. all that stuff about it. It was great. It was my favorite thing to watch as a kid. The game is horrible, though. Now it's not even oh, a yeah. game. It's a, it's that it's that tournament they do with all the divisions and everything, right? That is horrible. It was never really a game, no. if we're being honest. But but hey, it was fun when there were three Sabres there. Yes. That was my shining <laughs> moment, 2007, with Brian Campbell, Danny Briere, and Ryan Miller. It was the best. Sal Capaccio with you here on the Extra Point Show today. Sneaky Joe, he uh, he was in all morning solo, so he's... He, he he deserves a couple hours away here. So it's just you and me today. So let's treat it like it's just you and me and let's do what we do on a, a normal kind of Buffalo football Monday after a reaction show. I'm I'm curious of your thoughts at 8030550 on the moves the Bills made in the coaching, you know, coordinator situation. And now we know Joe Brady is going to be the full-time offensive coordinator. And Bobby Babich is going to be the defensive coordinator. And kind of where you are on those guys and what you think about, you know, what the Bills need to do, if anything, in either of those philosophical areas, schematical areas, anything like that, if you'd like to give a call. But just the roster in general. There needs to be some sort of turnover here, right? And I'm looking at it, really, what I was started thinking about yesterday was Joe Brady's walking into a much different situation than Bobby Babbage. Let me lay it out what I mean. And let's, let's be honest, we don't know. Bobby Babbage is still, he's, it's going to be Sean McDermott's philosophy on defense. I know people say it's also his philosophy on offense. I mean, not really. It's going to be Joe Brady's offense, and maybe that's part of Ken Dorsey's offense, which is part of Brian Dable's offense. I don't know what else to tell you. We heard from Sean McDermott at the end of the year in the postseason press conference that, you know, he's he's a pass-first, throw-to-win guy. So I, I I can't get on board with anybody who says, well, it's going to be he's a yes-man and he's going to run the ball. That's not true. It's going to be his offense, and sure, you're going to still have directives from the head coach in some way, shape, or form. Every coordinator would. But they are walking into different situations personnel-wise. And what I mean is, on the offensive side, really – Everyone is coming back, except maybe Gabe Davis. I mean, maybe not Ty Johnson, but I mean starters. I mean quality contributors, right? Folks, this offense is not going to change personnel-wise, which is part of the reason I think that they wanted to immediately get right back to Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. Meaning, hey, we got this offense. He's worked with it. Let's just go. We we don't want to stop and reset. They don't have to do that personnel-wise. You look at the free agents, the pending free agents in offense, and sure, could they wind up releasing somebody else, making a couple moves here or there? For sure, there's no doubt about it. But, I mean, if you actually look at the offense and the contracts that are up and the people who are coming back, it's not going to change much. They're going to add some parts. There's going to be some competition. You're going to get a Justin Shorter who's going to get maybe a bigger role, a chance to make a dent. You're going to get an Andy Isabella who's coming back to camp on a – um, you know, a futures deal along with KJ Hamler. And yes, Gabe Davis is probably the biggest, it's the biggest name on offense for sure of a guy who might not be around anymore. But if you go, I, I tweet out always at Sal Sports. I always say tweet out. I think it's still Twitter to me. Twitter, X, whatever, Sal Sports. And I, I put the Bills roster up all the time, right? Which is, you know, who's a free agent, who's not. The Bills have one equal rights free agent. That's Quentin Morris. So he's colored orange. That just means they have to offer him a minimum salary contract. They can bring him back. So I expect that to happen. But if you look at the free agents on offense, 
Quarterback, a backup, Kyle Allen. Running back, backup, backups, Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, Damian Harris. And honestly, Ty Johnson's the only one there I'm even interested in necessarily bringing back. I mean, heck, Naeem Himes is still under contract. Hines. Fullback, Reggie Gilliam, still under contract. Wide receivers, still under, <coughs> excuse me, still under contract. Stephon Diggs, Khalil Shakir, Deontay Hardy, Justin Shorter. Okay, Gabe Davis and Trent Shurfield arm. Then after that, folks, it's just David Edwards on the offensive line. That's amazing. Every other offensive lineman is under contract. The Bills have uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then you have Richard Garage and Ke- they have 12, 12 guys under contract on the offensive line. One not. David Edwards. And you could probably just get David Edwards back on a you know one-year deal, I would think. Pretty cheap. So what I'm saying is Joe Brady's walking into an offense that he knows who's going to be there. And yeah, he's going to they're going to tweak some parts, they're going to add some here or there. There's going to be 90 players overall. So you're going to bring people into the organization. But that's a far different situation than what's happening on the defensive side. Now on the defensive side, I mean, I just talked about having let me count this again. Hold on. Offensive lineman right now under contract right now for the Bills offensive line. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12. One of those one of those guys is a pending free agent, David Edwards. Look at the defensive line. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14 guys currently under contract. Eight of them pending free agents. Only six actually are going to be a part of the team, you know, officially as we know, in a couple of months. Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Kingsley, Jonathan, Ed Oliver, and then Cameron Klein and Ilianku, who they signed to Futures Deals. That's it. The rest of them? Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, Laval Joseph, and Puna Ford, all pending free agents. Linebacker. I mean, this might be, and you think about keeping Bobby Babich on and what he's done with the linebackers, this might be the most important part and aspect of the team if you by getting Matt Milano back and what that could mean. I, I I sit there and think about sometimes Milano and Bernard in a full season of them together. We we got robbed of that. We had four games. And Bernard really hadn't ascended to what he became throughout the year. He was still he was doing really well. Remember the game in Washington? He was phenomenal. He had the interception and the forced fumble and the fumble recovery. I think it was all that. I mean, so he was on track. But as the season went on, we really got to see what Bernard could do. And now you pair him next year with a healthy Matt Milano. Boy, I think that this linebacking core can be so good. With those two. And look, you still have Dorian Williams, who I think showed a lot of promise. Plays hard, plays fast. Balen Specter, who actually started in a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and then unfortunately got hurt. Like he's on the right track. You can get Tyrell Dodson back if you want. Not sure if he, they're going to do that. They're going to want to do that. But sure, you can bring all those guys back. Cornerback, Tredavious White, obviously the question mark with... Um, you know, his health, but you're pretty good there. Dean Jackson's the only free agent. And then at safety, there's got to be some roster surgery. We want to go back to that term. Remember that from hockey a few years ago? Roster surgery at safety. Poyer, Hyde, not sure what's going to happen with them. Hyde's contract is up. Poyer's isn't. Rapp and Lewis, both contracts are up. So my point is here, when you go into this offseason and you think about the different things ahead for the offense and for the defense, they are facing vastly different situations. Joe Brady, who has the keys to the offense, he's the coordinator, he's the full-time guy now, he's pretty much got everybody back. And, and that, at least, 
if not excites me, it at least doesn't allow me to get to panic mode, where through the last few years, they've had a lot more turnover there, especially on the line. And, you know, they do have to add at wide receiver. We know that. But what's going to happen? Running back, you know, Devin Singletary and his, you know, he leaves. You knew James Cook was going to be there, but what would he be? But what they did last year, the group they have, yes, they need more explosive plays. I feel really good about the fact that Joe Brady's still going to have pretty much all his guys intact, and then they're going to add some to it. On the defensive side, though, Bobby Babich, yes, Sean McDermott's defense, takes over, and there's going to be a lot of decisions. There's got to be a lot of decisions. And you may be looking at turnover, or maybe you get Daquan Jones back at a you know a, a reasonable price, which I think is very possible, by the way. And Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle and Linval Joseph or Puna Ford. Maybe those guys, you bring them back on you know shorter deals, not that expensive. Puna Ford was still a free agent. Really deep. So was Linval Joseph. They got those guys late. So was Leonard Floyd, who was earlier, you know, he was in the offseason, but he was a free agent still late. So you can pick up guys like that. And I always say, for anybody who thinks, well, how are they going to keep Shaq Lawson or how are they going to keep Jordan Phillips? If By the way, didn't George Phillips talk about maybe possibly even retiring? But let's just say he wants to play. I always remind everybody, just remember this, all right? If you don't bring those guys back, you're going to bring back somebody just like them. I mean, that's what happens when you get to the depth in the bottom of the roster. You're not paying everybody. I mean, unless you get a team that says, oh, my God, I got to go out and pay Shaq Lawson all this money to bring him in. I got to pay Tim Settle all this money to bring him in. That's really not going to happen. Now, the Bills did that a couple years ago. Tim Settle didn't really work out. Maybe another team does for a guy like that. But really, Jordan Phillips is a great example of this. Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips, to me, are very good examples of this, which is, no team is going to be offering them some substantial amount of contract that you're just going to say, oh, my God, we can't match that, and goodbye. They might have opportunities to have one-year minimum deals elsewhere and feel like it's a better situation, but you know what else? The Bills can probably just do that and bring it back. And if not, you know what else? You know what they're going to do? Bring back guys just like them on one-year deals, minimum deals, to come back and be, to, to be a part of a depth group and rotational piece. So I, I think about Bobby Babich coming in, and I, I know he's not going to be changing the scheme. Let's just say, let's just even say he's going to call plays, which we don't know yet. I He's not going to change over the scheme dramatically. He's been in this scheme, which has been very, very good, by the way, that he helped produce three All-Pros over the last four years, Hyde, Poyer, and Milano. He's not going to be changing a whole bunch of stuff with the scheme. Personnel-wise, though, there's going to have to be some changes. There's going to have to be some decisions made. So, kind of just throwing it out there, nothing even specific to you today. If you'd like to join me, open phone lines right now at 803-0550. Is there anything you'd like to see changed, really, on you know, personnel-wise on the offensive or defensive side? And I mean, other than, yes, they need more wide receivers. We know that. They need explosive players. We know that. They know that. They've said that. Right now, the Senior Bowl is going on, right? We're all paying attention to the wide receivers who are out there. And every day, it's a different flair. It's a different guy. It's an explosive guy here. It's a shorter guy there, a bigger guy there, a taller guy here, faster guy, whatever it is. There's going to be a receiver available to them at 28. There's going to be a receiver available to them who might they might want to move up for, like they have the last couple of years in, in the first round, like Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, and what they've done to kind of move around the board. There, there's going to be receivers. There's going to be receivers late. I'm an advocate for tr- making for not, for um, drafting a, a couple of them. 
Joe and I did the exercise yesterday. Under Brandon Bean, the Bills have actually done that. They've actually drafted two wide receivers, multiple receivers, twice. So it's not foreign. It's not like they wouldn't do it. But I think the issue has been, with a lot of you would say, they just haven't done it early enough. You know, like we had CJ call the other day, and CJ calls a lot, and he said, you know, they haven't drafted for offense. But they have. But, you know, we got to the point where what he meant was they haven't drafted wide receivers high enough. They did draft Dalton Kincaid, who's a pass catcher. They did draft James Cook, who is a pass catching running back. He's more of a running back, but he can be a pass catcher. Now you need now you need to go attack wide receiver. And when Sean McDermott talks about player acquisition when it comes to that, that's when I really get the wheel spinning, right? What does that look like? Is that a trade? You got to take the contract if you take the trade, right? Or, I mean, you don't have to take all the contract. There's obviously things that you can do with another team. Is it a free agent? I, I just don't know. I mean, there are going to be some free agents out there. Hollywood Brown's been mentioned. Is that something that it fits? How much are you paying him? I don't think you have to give him a ton of money. He's been on a couple of different teams. He's had a couple of injuries. Nothing that I'd be too overly concerned about right now. Calvin Ridley is going to be. You saw what Calvin Ridley did against you. I think T. Higgins will be too much out of their price range. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be too much out of their price range. To me, you can't go get these guys. Can you bring in a guy like Darnell Mooney? Maybe that kind of guy. How about K.J. Osborne, who played his college ball right here at Buffalo before he transferred to Miami? Guy like that. How about Kendrick Bourne? I mean, these are the kinds of guys you're probably looking at. There's also a thought that if you're going to get that guy, why not just resign Gabe Davis? Well, because I think Gabe Davis is going to get a bigger contract than people realize. Somebody's going to pay Gabe Davis more than what a lot of people listening think he's deserving and is worth. And that's why I think it's going to be hard to keep him. For Gabe Davis to stay in Buffalo, I think he's going to have to take a lesser, to me, the way I read it, he's going to have to take a lesser deal than what will be offered to him elsewhere. And he does love Buffalo, and he'd love to stay here, but that's a tough ask for anybody in that type of... You you might only get one chance to really get paid, right? And if he has that chance, then good luck to him, and great. And you, you that I, I'm an advocate for that, and you support people and encourage people. Go out and do your best in life, and you, know, you have an opportunity by all means. And if that's the case, then Gabe Davis should take that. And I don't think the Bills are going to have an opportunity, or the wherewithal, actually, to be able to keep Gabe Davis based on what... I think he might get out there. It does remind me a little little bit of Tremaine Edmonds last year. We got to this point last year, and there were a lot of people wondering, you know, oh, you know, Tremaine Edmonds, what's he going to get in the open market? Could he come back to the Bills? And I always felt, no, there's some team. Some team is going to see his age, his ranginess, and they're going to go, look, he's going to fit perfectly for us. We're going to have him as our cornerstone middle linebacker for quite a while. And sure enough, that's what happened with the Chicago Bears. And in fact, it was right around this time. It was combine week last week. Or last year. It was combine week last year when we started to hear a lot of rumblings that Tremaine Edmonds was going to really get paid and be the top paid linebacker on the market. I think it wound up like that. I think, Josh, if I remember right, Tremaine Edmonds did get like the most money of any free agent. They did sign Edwards as well, but I think Edmonds got paid more than anybody last year. If that's right. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that as like a headline, like towards the end of the summer of like, oh, free agency wrapped up and here's the Yeah, I think I think he did. And I, I, I'm not predicting Gabe Davis is gonna get like the most money of any wide receiver. Who is that? Is that Pittman? Is that Mike Evans? 
we talk about Mike Evans. I don't know. Can he afford that? I don't think that's going to happen with Gabe Davis, but I do think he's going to be in the upper tier of guys when it's all said and done, and that's going to be tough. And it, to me, it's just like Tremaine Edmonds. And you just couldn't afford it, and it wasn't going to be something you're interested in. So they, you know, had to let him walk, essentially. And it worked out okay, right, Terrell Bernard. But that's what the Gabe Davis situation reminds me of, which is it only takes one team. It might even be more than one team, obviously. But it only takes one team. All right, today on the Extra Point Show, at 11.05, we will get with Dan Dunleavy. Dan, of course, the play-by-play man of the Buffalo Sabres. It is the Sabres and NHL All-Star break. We'll kind of reset the landscape for the Sabres, what to look ahead to, um, where they are right now. Kind of, it's a, it's a tough spot, right? I mean, what's the goal now? What's the aim? I, I, I know that they would love to still get back in the race to make the playoffs, but it just seems way too far-fetched. But we'll get you know, Dan's thoughts on that and where they stand and what they need to do over the next couple months before the trade deadline, before the end of the season, how everything shakes out, Jack Quinn's injury, what to do about that. So we'll get with Dan. We'll check in on the Sabres at the top of the next hour. Before that, though, at about 20 minutes from now, 1045, I really invite everybody to listen in and especially guys, no offense, ladies, but guys, because we're going to talk with guys getting screened and for cancer and colonoscopies. Yes, we're going to do that with Dr. Brian Betts from Roswell. Just going to spend five minutes with him on why it's so important. It's super important. You keep hearing all of us talk about it, the men of WGR right here on the radio station. You've heard commercials about it. You've heard us talking about it. And we're going to have Brian Betts on here for just a few minutes just to kind of remind everybody why that's super important before we get to uh, Dan Dunleavy at the at the top of the next hour. So uh, Dr. Betts is going to be here in studio with me, and we're going to actually stream that on our Facebook page. So we'll actually have a little Facebook going on today, Facebook Live. It'll be uh, at our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash WGR550. All right, let's go to the phone lines right now. Let's get connected with our fans. Let's go to Tom in Amherst. Hi, Tom. You're on WGR. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my calls, guys. Um, yeah. I was just wondering, because the pass rush came out in the beginning of the season pretty good, but then once Daquan Jones and Milano went down, our pass rush, you know, uh, wasn't as good. So what my question is, is do you think with Milano and Daquan Jones healthy, we, we won't need to beef up our uh, pass rush for next year? Well, I don't know. I think it was pretty good all year, actually. The pass rush was very good all year. Leonard Floyd was obviously a terrific guy. I think what, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. did, but, but but your point is right, I think, on how you had to change the scheme a little bit. Once you lost Jones and you lost Milano, and obviously you lost Tredavious White, I do think at times, yeah. at times they had to be a little bit more aggressive. I think the ultimate situation would be, Tom, you'd love to put pressure on the quarterback with your front four and allow everybody else to kind of play, right? So I don't know if that was necessarily what they had. I think what the, what hurt them more than anything when Milano got hurt and when uh, Jones got hurt, but especially Milano, was really kind of their coverage at the second level. Milano wasn't there. And, yeah, you can make up for that by having a little better pass rush. There's no doubt about that. But that's the thing. So, yeah, I do agree that you know getting these guys healthy. I, I'll tell you, Tom, I just think I, – I don't know. It's hard to quantify. It's hard to say this for sure. I keep thinking if they had Matt Milano – healthy even against the Chiefs that might be a totally different game look at how they beat the Bills at the second level yeah, with a guy like I A.J. Agree. Klein running around and trying to catch up with Travis Kelsey 
Right, I agree. Uh, that's what lost us the game. But we had no pressure on Mahomes at all. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, it's not. It's not Tom that Milano is a pass rushing linebacker. He's not. He can blitz once in a while. It's what he can do athletically to allow other people to get home because he's covering the middle of the field. He's covering the second level. He can be a matchup guy, even on tight ends, and he's done a good job of that over the years, right? So that's really what it is. It's, hey, if I can have a guy, if I can have another guy in coverage covering the middle of the field, and I don't have an option, I'm Patrick Mahomes, now I go to my second option or third option, bam, here comes the pass rush. So from that standpoint, yeah, I keep thinking about Milano and Bernard and what they can be together. And by the way, they're going to be together for the next couple of years at least. I mean, Milano signed his extension last year, which puts him in Buffalo for four more years. Now three more still. He's still got three more years left in his deal. And Bernard's still on his rookie contract, which doesn't expire until after the 2025 season. So if you want to think of something really cool, these are guys that won't even be at 30 years old yet. Obviously, Milano a little bit older than um, than Bernard. What is, is Milano? Let me just look at Matt Milano's age right now because I think he could have been 30. I think he's going to be 30 soon. He's 29 right now, right? So, yeah, he's 29 right now. 29. He'll be 30 this offseason. But, but, man, I, I don't think anybody's worried about Matt Milano at 30 years old, right? He's still – look at what Fred Warner's doing at his age and playing at that high level. But Milano, too, even though he's coming off the injury, it's a kind of injury where a broken bone – he only played four games last year, essentially. He's going to have a pretty fresh body, I think, right? And that'll keep some off Bernard, too. So I'm just really excited about what these guys can do going forward and what their linebacking core can look like. 803-0550, if you want to jump on board, do you have any comments, questions about what the Bills have done at coach at their coordinator positions? But there are a couple other, still several other questions to be answered now from the domino effect of... Bobby Babich as DC and Joe Brady as OC. So let's talk about that when we come back. I'll get to that here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
Bobby and I have been together a number of years, going back to our time together in Carolina. And, you know, his dad was with us for a number of years here. And good family. Bobby's a good coach. He's developed players. And I think when you evaluate a coach, it's are you taking what you have and making it better? It doesn't get any need to get any more complex than that. And Bobby's done that. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, right there. And by the way, we are now live on Facebook, so you can check it out. We're going to be live for the next half hour. Dr. Brian Betts is going to join me here in a little while after the next break. Next time out, we'll, um, we'll have a message out there for all you guys. You've been hearing us talk about it here on WGR. And make sure you get screened. Make sure you get those that colonoscopy and, and be knowledgeable about you know going forward. So we'll do that. It's a very important message uh, from us here, the men of WGR, from Odyssey and from Roswell Park. So we'll make sure we do that. In the meantime, taking your phone calls, but check it out. Facebook.com slash WGR550. Sal Capaccio with you here on the Extra Point Show. That was Sean McDermott right there talking about his relationship with Bobby Babich. Obviously, Bobby Babich comes to Buffalo in 2017. So, And I've talked about this before, in case you don't know. Of course, he is the son of Bob Babich, the longtime defensive coach who was also with Sean McDermott for quite a while. Bob Babich, the, the, the dad, you know, he was actually a defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears when they went to the Super Bowl with that group with Brian Urlacher and Devin Hester and you know that group they had, and they wound up losing to the Indianapolis Colts. Remember, Hester returned the opening kickoff for the touchdown. He was the defensive coordinator for that group, and he was so well-respected in, in coaching and by his own players. This is Bob Babbage Sr. Brian Urlacher actually asked him to induct him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, that's the kind of family lineage bloodlines we're talking about with a guy like Bobby Babbage who then, he starts his coaching career in, what, 06, I think, at Kent State. He was a, a grad assistant, very young. Goes through the ranks. He was actually in Carolina, I believe, while Sean McDermott was there very briefly. And for a little while, for a couple of years, goes to back to the college ranks and then gets hired by McDermott in Buffalo in 2017. And he's working with safeties. And obviously, we know how that went. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, right away, bam. Have a couple all-pros after a couple of years. Then his dad retires. He moves to linebackers. And I remember... A couple years ago, when Bob Babich retired, and Bobby was named the linebackers coach. And there were so many people who couldn't wait to scream nepotism. <laughs> well, you're not going to go outside and look. I mean, yeah, he had the same last name as the guy who just did it. But he's also a really good coach. And why shouldn't he be denied an opportunity? Or either if he wasn't going to be linebackers coach, he's going to stay safety's coach. And they still had to hire somebody else for safeties after he moved to linebackers. So whether you hired a linebackers coach that didn't have the name of Babich or not, you were still going to hire somebody somewhere at one of the spots. So it didn't make sense. It's just what people do, right? So couldn't wait for a lot of people. I I read a lot of people right away screaming and complaining nepotism. Well, hopefully now you see why he was the right choice to move to linebackers to replace his dad. And that knowledge his dad could give him about Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano and about, you know, the defense obviously mattered. And then what happened? Matt Milano in his first year under Bobby Babich becomes an all-pro. Second year Babich, Tremaine Edmonds has the best season of his career. He winds up getting paid last offseason. And then last year, obviously, what happened with Terrell Bernard. So I think that Bobby Babich is a fantastic young coach. But there are questions of, is he going to be ready to be a first-time coordinator? And when you have a ready-made defense, and I say that because... This is a defense that has been near the top of the league in most metrics and statistical categories and yards and points and all that for several years now. And you have 
a Super Bowl window. You're trying to win a championship. You have veteran players there. Yeah, they're getting a little bit younger some places. You have a coach who, it's his defensive philosophy. When you have that, yeah, you could be the greatest position coach in the world. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be a great coordinator. And I hope he is. We all hope he is. And he very well could be. And judging by, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on and bet on Bobby Babbage to be really good at it rather than not. But there are question marks with that, always. And is he the guy? And if he is going to be the play caller, that brings in a whole nother element of discussion and whether or not you know he's going to be able to do that. But we'll see. And now the next question is, will he be calling plays? People have asked me, well, if he's not calling plays, what does the defensive coordinator really do? Well, you still coordinate the defense from Monday through Saturday, essentially, right? I mean, that's basically what happens. If you're the, if you're an offensive coordinator who you know works under Andy Reid or uh, Kevin Stefanski, right? Ke- Ken Dorsey gets the job in Cleveland. He's the new OC. You have a defensive coordinator, let's say Bobby Babbage. Let's say he's not going to call plays in Buffalo. Same situation. Well, what do you do? Your job still is the same thing a coordinator would normally do every Sunday night after a game and in evaluating and grading and getting all the position coaches together and then setting up a game plan and meeting with those position coaches and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and putting all the game plan together. really doesn't change, except what happens is on Sunday when you play, you're not the guy calling plays. And, yeah, I mean, I could see where somebody could say, you know, Eric Washington moving over to Chicago and not calling plays, it's a lateral move. It's not really. It is a promotion because you are coordinating. You are the coordinator. That is your title, and you're the person in charge. That's your unit. And if you're the person in charge not calling plays and the unit fails, you're still basically just as responsible in the eyes of so many anyway. So he's going to have a big role, obviously. He's going to step up. But now what happens to linebackers? We don't know who the Bills linebackers coach is. Is it going to be Bobby Babich? Is he going to have dual roles here? Not really sure. Is it going to be someone else from the outside? How about, um, you know, for the offensive coordinator job for Joe Brady? He has the interim tag removed. Who's the quarterback's coach now? Is that going to be Mike Shula? Not really sure. They could go out. Kyle Shermer's on staff. Kyle Shermer played quarterback. He was actually a defensive assistant for a year. He moved over to the offensive side. Maybe he becomes the quarterback's coach. So there's still a lot to get sorted out. And generally what happens here for the Bills, the way they operate, generally what happens is we're going to get to about the combine right around there, and there's going to be some big release about coaching staff changes. There's not going to be some, you know, last year, of course, we heard about Leslie Frazier stepping away right at that point. That was a, a big deal. You have the coordinator changes at the top of the chart, if you will, this year. But they will basically at some point put out, hey, this, this is the coaching staff for the year. And you'll get some filters here and there about you know who's taking over what roles. But not, not everything's decided here. And there's still some people on the Bill staff who are in the mix for other jobs. Uh, Cody Harkey, who's the assistant special teams coordinator, was actually interviewed to be a special teams coordinator. I can't remember. Maybe the Panthers, one of the teams out there that did that. By the way, Cody Harkey, his dad, speaking of lineage, his dad is the Yankees bullpen coach. So, yeah, the Bills actually have quite a few guys on staff. How about Mike Shula, quarterback's coach, former head coach at Alabama, right? There's some interesting storylines. A lot of the Bills and their assistant coaches, whether it's bloodlines, where they come from, where they've been. Uh, In the meantime, one other point on this. I mean, can we please stop with the everybody wants to leave Sean McDermott? I mean, how about all the guys who've been with him? Bobby Babbage has been here 20, since 2017. He decides to stay. Bob Babbage was here, retired. He didn't walk away to another team. Rob Boris has been here since 2017. Kelly Skipper's been here since, I think, 2018. John Butler's been here since maybe 19. I mean, yes, guys leave sometimes. They go to other jobs. You can even call them, yes, Chad Hall went to a lateral move, even though it actually wasn't. He got to run more of the passing game uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But 
coaching attrition ha- happens in every on every team. Coach coaches move over, they move on, they go to different spots, and people get fired. But also, lots of guys have stayed here to work with this organization under Brandon Bean and under Sean McDermott. We're gonna have Dr. Brian Betts join us next. He's gonna talk to us about why it's so important for all of us guys out there, you guys to make sure you get screened, get your colonoscopy, why it's so important. I'll share my story as well. We're going to do that for a few minutes. We're going to have Dan Dunleavy, Sabres play-by-play man, on at the top of the hour. So keep it right here. And also you can watch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash WGR550. Sal Capaccio with you on a Wednesday edition of the Extra Point Show. All right, welcome back to the Extra Point Show here on a Wednesday. Sal Capaccio with you. We are live on Facebook right now. Check us out see my smiling face, make sure my hair is looking good today, but I'm going to bring a guest in as well on Facebook, facebook.com slash WGR550. You've heard us talk about it here on WGR. You've been hearing some of the ads we've been running, commercials and PSAs, if you want to call them that. You've heard me talk about it, know the other men of WGR. We've partnered with Roswell Park, and of course, Roswell, um, one of the leading cancer centers in the entire country. One of the newest focuses in cancer treatment is cellular therapy, which supercharges a person's own cells to fight cancer. Now, Roswell Park was one of the first centers to study this new approach, and they're going to be home to New York State's first hub dedicated to the study and use of these exciting new therapies. Dr. Brian Betts is one of the several pioneering experts who built this approach, and right now he joins me in studio here on WGR. Dr. Brian Betts, thank you for joining me today. Appreciate you coming into studio. Um, we could talk a lot about you and your background, and we'll get to that because you and I are very similar. You're a drummer. You've been in radio. But, man, look at you now. I mean, you're one of the pioneering experts to this new type of therapy. Thank you for being here. What brought you to Buffalo to be a part of this? So um, the main drive to Buffalo was the – so there's a collection of some fantastic – pioneers in cell therapy there already so you got dr brenchens Rainier brenchens leading it all you know the whole the, the crew there um and then one of my good friends from gosh fellowship marco davila uh we've kind of followed each other around the country starting off in new york then down in tampa and then he was he came up to buffalo and was like hey come on out man and so i joined the crew up there um the, so what we're doing in cell therapy is is, is kind of extremely unique to the you know nationally and even internationally um, where the focus is on using engineered white blood cells to fight cancer and also potentially some non-cancer uh, indications too, like autoimmunity, um, improving outcomes after transplant, both liquid transplants, we can talk about that, and even solid um, organ transplants. So a lot of interesting things going on only in Roswell Park. So truly making Roswell Park a destination for cell therapy and kind of supporting its you know, mission as being a hub in New York State. Why, why Roswell Park? What excites you about having it here, doing it here? What made Roswell Park so special and so unique to do this? Well, it, it, one is the people. That, that's probably the big one. The other one is also the infrastructure and the, the science that's available here. Um, so when it comes to cell therapy, you have to have the, the, the you know, uh, facilities to do those types of things. They have a 20 clean room facility. That's huge. Most places mm-hmm. have like maybe two or three. So that gives us opportunities to make, you know, cell therapy products for essentially all patients that walk in the door, which which is unique. Not every place has that. And also the, the indication. So if you look at um, what has been approved for CAR T cells or chimeric antigen receptor T cells, that's an engineered um, white blood cell, um, FDA has approved it for diffuse large B cell lymphoma and also for myeloma. There's some other indications coming up, uh, you know, around the bend here. But uniquely, Roswell Park has products coming out for solid tumors, too. So Brenchen's lab has 
this is kind of cool. They call them armored cars, so which sounds neat, but it's also it's a cell that secretes its own cytokines or proteins to, to support their growth to okay. fight solid tumors. So, and that's for lung cancer. Um, we have ones that are coming out for breast cancer. Uh, this is you know wildly unique just to Roswell Park. And the other cool thing, you know, when we're talking about cars um, or CAR T cells, uh, we one unique aspect is we're using camels and sharks as a source of really? binders. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have um, the, the sharks we have, we're collaborating with uh, friends out in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. All of my sharks are named after Bond villains, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, so... They don't have lasers, unfortunately, but, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. So by doing that, it sounds cool, you know, have a shark car, but the, the scientific reason is for some reason, evolutionarily, camels and sharks have better antibodies than we do. They just happen to do. They're, they're, so they're, our antibodies are kind of these big lofty things and um, kind of shaped like a tree almost or right. maybe a big piece of broccoli i don't know and then a shark or camelid car are tiny like really small so if you're trying to design a car t-cell that can go after two targets you can pack it on to to a cell because they're not bumping into each other as opposed to a, a big old you know human antibody so that's another thing we're working on so we think by moving to these nanobody car platforms we'll be able to target solid tumors even better because they they survive well in the tumor microenvironment. So we're pretty excited about that. One of the things that really impressed me when I did the tour at Roswell and I talked to people like you and other doctors, I mean, truly like now, and I think we, we were probably in a spot where we heard that you could do this someday, but it really is now where you can detect things so much earlier. You can find things out so much earlier. That's why screening is so important it now is, yeah. because, in, and I, I, I say it all the time and people hear me say it. I just turned 50 last year. I've been told, go get it, go do it. And then we partnered up. I went to the facility. I'm like, this is very important for someone like me who I'm 50. I have a young son. I want to make sure that I'm doing all the things right to keep my health intact. I'm so glad I did. It's so important for everybody because you really can get on top of these things much earlier now than ever before. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, same here. Got mine done. So that, that's, yeah. that, you know. Um, and I think I was reading news too that colon cancer is becoming one of the main killers for men under the age of 50, which is extremely concerning. So getting screening is critically important. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. And you, um, you're, like I said, you have a little background in radio. Uh, you're a drummer. I read, is this right? You were like in a punk rock band or you're a punk rocker or what, 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 what is that all about? So several, several punk bands over time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's funny cause the, the, the punk aesthetic I think has helped me. Even in the lab. Okay, how? Yeah, so kind of concentrating on using the powers of weird in, in, in a sense. So <laughs> I love it. Like for um, graft versus host disease. So this is a complication that affects patients um, after a stem cell transplant. Okay. Um, so basically, what happens is when you have a, when you have a transplant, you're getting not only new bone marrow but a new immune system too, and this immune system sometimes can can cause problems with the patient's GI tract liver, skin, those types of things. Um, we have medicines to help reduce that risk, which is good, uh, but it's not perfect. And we still have to deal with, you know, as, as you dial the, the needle towards re- reducing graft-versus-host disease, you actually increase this risk of potential relapse, you know, because you're suppressing the immune system so much. So we actually made a CAR T-cell to fight T-cells, which is kind of a unique way to do it, which is kind of punk rock, you know what I mean? <laughs> I so, um, yeah, so we have this car that, that can go after both the T-cells that would cause graft-versus-host disease and also leukemia, but not affect normal tissues 
or the um, stem cells, you know, healthy stem cells. So which is pretty, pretty you know, fascinating. And so when great. You, did you, were you a drummer in a punk rock band or did you play other instruments or whatever? No, just drums, yeah. Just so drums. I've been, yeah, playing drums, gosh, forever. So yeah. uh, punk-wise, uh, gosh, probably several bands. And we actually, so so one of the more recent bands I've been in, uh, we just... You still re- play. Oh, I still play, yeah, okay. yeah. So we recruited Shernan Holton from University of Minnesota. Okay. We used to rock out back in Minneapolis, <laughs> you know, for the past couple years. So when I got here, I was like, it's hard to find a bass player. So I was like... You need to come, one, you need to come out here because this place is awesome. Roswell Park's <laughs> fantastic, and I need a big... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nice player. Okay. So she's coming out, which is great. Um, we're still looking for a guitarist. So if, if cool. anyone wants to rock out with us, let us know. Yeah, I started playing when I was in like third grade. I'm more of the jazz guy, not the punk guy. But it's yeah, okay. Yeah. I can kind of play anything because once you do it, once you start just you know hitting it. You're you know, a better musician. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. But next time I see you... I want to see like the Billy Idol spiked hairdo. We'll do. And, like, yeah. And, like, the, the, you know, have the spikes on your art and your wrist. Is that yeah. like? Is that? Do you do that? Like, I, I, you... I, I'll get like CD thirty four tattooed on my knuckles for stem cell, and it's, it's the main marker of a stem cell. That so if like... somebody walks into Roswell and they see a guy like that. Don't worry, it's all cool. Yeah, you're it's, still, it's okay. you're yeah. still doing totally cool things. I'll with take good care. Cancer of you. research there, yeah, right? Yeah. One of the other things I really liked about Roswell is um, you mentioned. It. I just want to make sure this everybody understands. The people are amazing. Yeah. They really are, and they make you feel so comfortable at every single step of the way. Um, you know, from even the the physical part and the mental health part of it, everything that you need is right there at Roswell Park, no doubt about that. And if you can kind of just speak to why it's so unique and special like that. Well, you know, so I, I think coming at this as also being a patient kind of helps. So when I was a kid, I kind of lived in the hospital for, gosh, okay. several years, you know. So I, I, I kind of have that built-in experience slash empathy, you know. Like, actually, a good example is that whenever I go to examine a patient, I always say, hey, do you mind if I take a listen to you? And, and one time a patient was like, well, of course, who's going to say no? Like, But, you know, when, when I was a kid, there's times where you don't want to get assaulted with a stethoscope. You know, it, it, so little things like that actually kind of go a long way yeah. just to kind of, you know, one, be respectful, but also kind of know what it's like on the other side of the exam table. Um, you know, it's uh, I think that that helps a lot. So having empathy, uh, you know. So it's not just you know a nerd and a you know with a stethoscope and a and a white yeah. coat you know so it it kind of kind of goes a long way and you know having the science part of it too you know because we're, we're we're physicians and many of us are physician scientists meaning we work in the lab which is kind of neat so we can go straight from the from the bedside to you know find what the problems are bring it to the lab fix it and then bring it back to the patients which is pretty unique so okay. you know that's. Uh, you got a lot going on, both on you know just the human side of the thing, yeah. but also the science side, which is unique. And let's just uh, wrap this up by bringing it full circle. Give 30 seconds to everybody listening out there, men, 45 and older, why it's so important to get screened and you know what they need to do. Yeah, so in uh, screening for several things, so colorectal cancer, yep. get your you know colonoscopy. Um, it, it, it's, it's easy to do. You probably want to remember it. 
It's, I don't remember. I, it was easy for me. I will tell you yeah. that. I didn't know. The stress of thinking about it was way more than actually doing it. Well, the prep. The prep the might prep. have been. Yeah, yeah that's all right. It, it's it, okay. It's still, it's still what is even as bad as people say. It, it, it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then also, you know, uh, prostate cancer screening, okay. also critically important, too. Um, it, it's just it, these are things we can do that are, you know, a little bit of time, but they go a long way. And, you know, taking care of yourself is, is critically important, you know? No doubt. Yeah. Take care of those drums, man. Keep it, yep. ro- keep rocking. Keep doing what you're doing. Love what you're doing over at Roswell. We're going to be here with you guys every step of the way, and you with us, and we really love the partnership here at Odyssey and WGR. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Brian Betts, joining Thanks. me in studio here. Up next, Dan Dunleavy, play-by-play man of the Buffalo Sabres as the NHL and the Sabres are on their all-star break. Thanks a lot to Dr. Brian Betts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.